Welcome to another Sustainable Wine Blog podcast with me, Toby Webb, and joining me in this podcast is Frédéric Tomayon, who is a manager here at Domaine de la Begude here in, uh, in Bandol, France. So welcome to the podcast, Frédéric. How are you today? Thanks. I'm uh, really fine. Uh, Tobias, thank you very much. Well, thank you for making the time to talk to us today. I know you've got a few things on. Yes. Uh, we wanted to talk just briefly about the, the wines you make here. So if you could just maybe describe um, the, where we are and, and what you guys do here and the wines you make, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the environmental aspects of, of, of what you do. Okay. Uh, yes, actually, uh, uh, um, this place is uh, what I call it, a little out of time. Uh, we are uh, located on the on the uh, old road uh, from uh, uh, between Marseille and Toulon. Uh, let's say that we are pretty much uh, by ourselves uh, on this uh, part of uh, uh, of the area. Uh, we are uh, uh, standing at 400 meters over sea, uh, facing um, uh, the Mediterranean Sea uh, over Bandol Bay, uh, Saint Cyr. Uh, we um, this uh, this estate stretches over 500 hectares, uh, which is uh, 1500 uh, acres, pretty much. Uh, in the middle of it, uh, we have this uh, small vineyard of 20 20 hectares, which is 50 acres. Uh, we grow um, three black grapes: Mourvèdre, Grenache, and Sanso, and uh, as well as uh, three uh, white grapes. Uh, Clairette Blanche, Uni et Roll. Um, we, we go pretty much the traditional way uh, of winemaking. Um, very um, very uh, hard selection uh, to pick the right grapes. Uh, we have to wait uh, until the end of September uh, to get the best uh, maturity on our berries. And, uh, and then we try to use, uh, let's say, good scents. So everybody in this area is, is organic. Um, do you also use the principles of biodynamics as well here? Uh, we we uh, we meet uh, the expectations of uh, of the biological uh, agriculture, um, uh, which is labelled by the Ecocert. Uh, we've been doing since uh, two thousand six, so it's yeah ten years now. Uh, let's say that biodynamic is, uh, I guess, uh, another step that we might take in the next coming years. We consider different principles of the biodynamic um, um, chart uh, regarding uh, fruit days, moon days, and uh, especially when it comes to harvesting or bottling sessions. Uh, so uh, we know, for instance, that uh, we're never going to bottle a red wine uh, when the temperature outside is below 20, 23 degrees. So, uh, and we choose normally fruit day uh, to get the maximum of uh, efficiency and luck uh, for the bottling session. And do you think there's a, a mixture of science and mysticism in some of these you know, biodynamic techniques, you know, around phases of the moon and burying cow horns with preparation? How far do you, do you buy into the science of, of this area? Uh, we try to, to stay as, uh, as, um, as um, let's say, as uh, small as possible and as uh, humble as possible uh, facing nature. We know that uh, uh, we don't use any magic stick, any magic powder here. So we try to stay focused on what we have to do uh, only regarding experience. Uh, and uh, year by year, uh, we try to reproduce okay, the, 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 the same pattern, uh, considering also the the difference uh, nature uh, is uh, sometimes capable of. 
so uh, for instance, the, the two past vintages, 14 and 15, are tremendously different uh, regarding the condition of climate uh, that we had. Uh, so 14 was rainy and cold, whereas 15 was just sunny, dry, and very clean. So uh, it was perfect for us, for the, for the harvesting. Then again, uh, I guess uh, it's always smart to use uh, different techniques and to get inspiration uh, of uh, some other um, uh, principles uh, or beliefs or probably, uh, I guess that everything that can't do no harm might be profitable for us. So that's the way I see things. And what are your views on uh, sulfur additions and, and yeast additions? How do you work with those two? We mainly use uh, local yeast, uh, antigen, uh, regarding our productions, and uh, we hardly never use uh, any, any commerce uh, yeast. Um, that's why uh, we never use any, any, uh, any chemicals, any detergent uh, for the cleaning of the, of the, the cellar. Um, but we, uh, we, um, we know it's very difficult to maintain this, uh, this harmony and the balance uh, in the cellar because, of course, uh, there's a lot of, uh, of work and people going by in this, uh, in this area and it's uh, uh, sometimes difficult, uh, even among the yeast population, to keep it uh, clean and straight, to be, to be reusable year by year. And then regarding sulfates, it's uh, also a matter of good sense uh, and uh, humility. Uh, of course, uh, you, I guess we haven't found so far any, any efficient uh, substitute to uh, sulfates, okay? So we have to use it. Uh, I believe um, the quantity makes the poison. So I think the, if you use it the smart way, it, it, is, it is a good tool. Uh, and it exists, it does exist in nature anyway, because the yeast, when, uh, when the yeast um, consume the sugars, uh, they produce uh, some sulfates as well. And sulfates is, um, is being found in nature anyway, in the soils. So uh, we, we are normally uh, half, um, twice as less, let's say, twice as less at least uh, than the, um, the maximum authorized um, numbers mm -hmm. uh, given by the, the, the chart, the biological chart. Okay, thank you. And let me finish off by asking a couple of questions about, hmm? about climate change. Every winemaker I meet is very concerned about climate change. Some of them think that temperature rises are already here in the last 20 or 30 years, that, that things are getting hotter, that there's more sugar, more alcohol. What have you noticed here in the last you know, 5, 10, 15 years uh, about how the climate is or isn't changing? It is... Uh... I think what, what's happening right now is that we have a lot of discrepancies between, between seasons. We used to have, when I was a, ch when I was a child, uh, um, long seasons. Uh, and we know our grapes need uh, these long seasons to grow properly and progressively. So from beginning of April up to the end of September. Nowadays, it's very up and down. Uh, spring or rainy, a little cold. Uh, summer can be very windy, just like we had two years ago. Uh, it dries out the soils, so we have a problem of water, of course. But, uh, of course, you can't add water here. No, we can't. We, we can't. We, can't uh, we, we only water, of course, the young, the young uh, plants, okay? Yeah. 
divine because they need to survive, of course. And then again, uh, it's uh, it's forbidden by the by the, um, the regulation board of Bandol, uh, which is very strict. And um, but on the other way, uh, on the other hand, um, naturally speaking, I mean, if you just um, uh, give the the habit, uh, the use to the vine to water it, uh, she won't uh, she won't. Uh, take the time and the effort to go to go deep down in the ground to, to, to find yes, uh, the elements. Coming back to temperatures, do you, do you guys think temperatures are going up on a, you know, on a perhaps a slow curve upwards? Do you measure temperature and, and rainfall and that kind of thing? It's not something I really noticed. I guess that uh, the past few years, uh, I go back to 2011, uh, which was a very hot uh, year uh, on, the, on the last decade. Uh, we went up to 42, 43 degrees uh, in the plots, let's say by the end of July, which is the hottest uh, period uh, here in Provence. Um, but I guess uh, um, it's pretty much normal. It's pretty much what uh, why I, I, I remember uh, being here. The thing is that uh, um, it can be uh, 38, 40 on the beginning of the week, in the beginning of the week, and it can be like uh, 22 by the end of the week. That That's the main problem. So today, I guess, uh, you take it when you see it. So um, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to plan. That's what's the main dif uh, problem today, for us to plan uh, the evolution of uh, climate change and temperature and the, the influence on the, on the, the cycle, the physiological cycle of the vine. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. We, we have to, to try our best to, to, to foresee. Uh, that the, the have you come across um, new techniques for controlling temperature in the vineyard? I've heard people talk about you know, canopy management, some of the kind of hail screens that you see in Burgundy and other places to keep the sun off. Do you think these kind of things could be used to, to keep down temperatures if needed? I don't think so. I guess that, uh, you know, the soil here are very rocky. Uh, hard stones, uh, limestone and clay, um, subsoil. And uh, so uh, uh, water is always very difficult to, 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 uh, to get um, and to rely upon. So uh, we try to protect our vines from the wind because Mistral sometimes can blow very hard mm -hmm. and it breaks. The, 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 the vine in, in, many, in many ways. Uh, then again, it helps us uh, to, uh, to prevent from all the fungus diseases, mm -hmm. so it's very important as well. So it's more like an, an, um, a friend than, than some, uh, some opponent. So uh, uh, I think we, uh, we trust um, the, the nature here in this, uh, on this uh, vineyard, uh, and we try to use it um, the most humble way and, uh, and the smartest way to, to make everything uh, with a lot of uh, harmony and balance. I guess it's, everything should be, should be round and, uh, and nothing to disturb the, 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 um, yeah, the evolution of the, of the vineyard here. So that's, uh, but you can't master everything anyway. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, that's, we, we're just part of the game. Uh, the, the wine grower today, if you want to manage the climate change and temperatures and water, I mean, it's, uh, I guess it's all, it's all a dream. I mean, you're just part of the game. You just uh, try to do the best you can with what nature gives you. That's uh, a final question. Um, mm -hmm. Apart from Domaine de la Vigue, uh, what's your favorite wine to drink? Hmm. Uh, I like, I like, uh, 
Of course, maybe my, my palate, my, my taste is a little bit uh, tilted because uh, I'm from southern France and I guess that we accustomed to all those uh, rich uh, textured wine and uh, full-bodied wine, uh, red wine, uh, based on Mourvedre, Syrah, Grenache. Uh, so let's say that, of course, I guess uh, I shiver a little more when I, I, um, I uh, taste Syrah uh, uh, or uh, really good Côte du Rhône or an old Carignan from southern France than uh, Pinot Noir, probably because I'm a southern guy. Uh, but let's say that uh, it's very uh, hard for me to appreciate uh, some wine uh, that is probably a little less uh, uh, powerful and, and bodied than, than what the kind of wine we can find uh, in the Sun Belt. Uh, so, uh, but Syrah, mo most of the time, from Northern Rhone Valley, um, Bordeaux to me uh, is a little bit too, too, yeah, too, too harsh, too woody sometimes. I guess I might uh, prefer Burgundy wines for the finesse and the elegance of the Pinot Noir. Great. Uh, Frederick, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us on this podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Teresa.